It's Hanoon. Welcome back, everybody, to episode 44 of Foul Play. That is Fantasy Overwatch League Play. I'm Heebie I'm joined, as always, by Teoyama. Teoyama, coming off a real hot week of fantasy, unlike yours truly. <laughs> I had a rough one. Saturday and Sunday were okay. Friday and Thursday were yeah, not my best days. But <laughs> Teoyama, how has your week been outside of fantasy? How's things been going? Oh, well, you know, things have been things have been pretty nice you know definitely uh moved up by uh by fantasy you know i i had a mm-hmm. i had a i had a pretty pretty lit weekend i would say you know my buddy's in town and he's leaving town very suddenly and another buddy's in town and he's leaving town very suddenly so we did brunch on sunday Ooh, so, the most lit is is brunch. yeah it was it was you know th- things happened and mm-hmm. you know i may have kissed an old hispanic woman on the cheeks and uh said you know all praise to the lord most high and everything you know but um it was right. a good time and then i got to find out that i smoked everybody in fantasy so that was pretty tight the cherry on top which yeah i mean i I love fantasy for that very reason. Just one day it'll happen to me. Uh, <laughs> that's a Muggle Scott quote if I've ever heard one. Uh, but I, I did okay last week, so I'm still riding that high and pretending that it's still happening now. Um, so Overwatch League, we are almost over. So we've we've talked a little bit in house behind the curtain about episode like if we're gonna go into the postseason using Fantasy Owls format. Uh, I'm not totally sure. This won't be our last episode of Foul Play, though. We will have at least one more next week, which will be a a wrap-up of scores and probably a just general year-end fantasy wrap-up. We'll talk about Mm -hmm. uh, the websites that we were able to use this year, what we liked, what we didn't like, Um, talk a little bit about our experiences, how we did overall, um, and maybe brag to one another, or maybe our win percentage (laughs) across all formats. Uh, and who knows, we may even do a fun groofy draft. Well, we might save that. I'm not quite sure. So yeah, we got to figure out when, uh, our, our dear buddy, a Smith is back. Yeah, you know, that's he's, true. he's dealing with some things and we just, you know, we can't, mm-hmm. we can't wait to have him back. So in classic esports fashion, I suppose this is an announcement of an announcement. Uh, <laughs> so my apologies for that, but just, I want you to know, keep subscribed to this feed because it, this is not our final episode that will be upcoming. Um, but we have a pretty exciting week of fantasy coming up. It is going to be only two days of Overwatch, and we're going to have a lot of repeat teams. So if you're playing on the highnoon.gg website, uh, we've talked about this, I guess, two other times this season uh, with these really short weeks when there are these homestand setups. Um, before we talked about do not blow up your fantasy team to score high here. Uh, for most of you, this is the last week of fantasy all year so yes blow up your teams to score well i mean that's my advice i mean destroy your team absolutely implode it uh i mean games start on saturday so the trade deadline's probably already over so now it's just as soon as you click trade player that player's going to end up in your roster so um if i mean if you're one game out from first place like take it if you want a yep. perfect 20 and 0 take it cuz you never know when that one guy who hasn't been playing all year is going to turn on his computer and screw you out of a perfect season so make <laughs> sure you complete the shutout and, and get in there 
So that's my advice for the final week of fantasy. And we're going to talk a little bit more in depth about daily fantasy format for these playoff stuff. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited. Do you have any more opening thoughts, Teoyama, before we jump into our regular schedule programming? Uh, no, I thought that was really a, a, a great, you know, very wise breakdown. And I think you kind of covered everything I could want to cover there. Right. For okay, season great. long. For, yeah, partially for because long. I'm also partially because I'm also a little checked out of season long yeah. because uh, Blizzard. The, we the don't API talk about that. And I, the API and I have some issues. Um, That's true. So I'm I'm all in on daily right now. Mm. Yes. Well, daily is the new hotspot place to be. You guys can win free swag on there. Uh, you can win bragging rights live on air on our show. So <laughs> make sure you guys are still attending there and winning those games. But. Back to, like I said, to our regular schedule programming, and that is, of course, the leaders and feeders section of fantasy last week. We have a pretty interesting leaders uh, section this week, mostly because it's players that mm, I think I personally bashed in terms of fantasy points a couple <laughs> weeks ago. Uh, and so I am going to take that upon myself. Apologize to you listeners for this week, which was a very weird one that led the Hangzhou Spark to scoring insane amount of points, which we mm -hmm. did predict in our map five thing, so... Credit to us. However, who did score insanely well, first in combined and best category of the DPS section, is Godsby. Uh, guy yep. popped off on Hanzo, which was so good to see. I I know I talked bad about him in terms of fantasy points. I was like, this guy's washed. Get him off your teams. <laughs> uh, but, however, he did score insanely well, and I like Godsby. I like him as a player. I think... I don't know. I like his style. I, I mean, I loved his Zarya play. I, we talked about that. Remember one episode? It was a lot, a lot about Godsby. But yep. so I'm happy to see him at the top of the DPS leaderboard. I'm not sure if we've ever seen him there. Uh, so super awesome to see first in both combined and best. His score in combined was 278.65. His score in best was actually only 154.91, which seems kind of low since we're. But it's because we're out of the goats meta. And that's kind of a, a waving DPS average on highnoon.gg, but we've seen higher scores. So this actually was kind of a lower scoring fantasy week, interestingly yeah. enough. But anyways, I've talked enough about the god and his B. Teo, why don't you take our second DPS player in a leader section? So our second DPS player is another guy who was getting bashed during the GOATS meta because his uh, Zarya was pretty inconsistent. Mm -hmm. But now that uh, Widow's back and his team is back. It's, and McCree uh, a little bit. I feel like Yeah, and yeah. McCree. Yeah, so it's Saya player. And he, uh, you know, we, you could tell it was coming. You could tell the storm was brewing these past few weeks because... Mm -hmm. He's just been there clicking heads. And, like, that's where the eye test comes into play. You know, when yes. you can tell that a team is working through one person, you know you're just waiting for them to have a bit bit more of competitive games, chances where he can actually do some damage um, and get that work done. And that's what happened this past week. He was mm -hmm. second in best, second in uh, combined for uh, DPS. He had 248 in uh, combined and 148 in best. And... You know, those are numbers you're going to look for. Like, I'm pretty sure the uh, the Sia player BQB stack is what was doing damage for people on Thursday leagues because in daily because uh, nobody was doing much work except for the Florida yeah. Mayhem. So uh -huh. it's it's nice to see Sia player getting a little bit of shine in fantasy since everybody's kind of known this whole time that his uh, his accuracy and his headshot you mm -hmm. know prowess is there. 
And if you are a frequent listener, and like I'm talking last season listener to foul play, Sia player may have been in your week one like drafts. Like you may mm-hmm. have selected not high up in the rounds, but he was definitely like, mm, he's on a bad team, but he's a DPS player that can pop off. I'm going to get him on my team. And then the guy played Brig, and then sometimes he didn't play at all. And it was just, man, it was nonsense. Yes. So I, I think stage four has been a refreshing taste for a lot of reasons. But one of my personal favorites has definitely been seeing the players we loved last year kind of come back to life. Like, it's a weird remake almost in stage four. It's like somehow it's an, season one was an old Disney movie, and we're already remaking it only one yeah. year later. But I'm excited it happened, I guess. I'll pay my money to see it. Um, yeah, but and this... then uh, speaking of uh, speaking of a remake, you know, just yeah. even remaking the previous three stages, like our <laughs> yeah, you want to talk about our our number one tank for this week, uh, yes, number please. one player overall. Um, yeah. So this is a, a thunker in more ways than <laughs> one. One tank scored incredibly well this week in general, especially players who were playing the Roadhog. Uh, mm-hmm. they popped off, and. The one who did in a major way, his name is uh, San Sam. Uh, he scored <laughs> number one in combined and number one in best. And now don't get me wrong, that wasn't in the tank court category. That was over every category. San Sam somehow scored 302.48 points in combined and 168.12 points in best game. San Sam was the best scorer on the Overwatch League stage this week in terms of fantasy points. Um... You heard it here. If you've time-traveled to hear this podcast in the future and you're going back and running the numbers, bet highly on this week because you are <laughs> going to make bank. Uh, Sam scored insanely well. I love to see Roadhog getting a lot of points. It it makes sense. That's one of those eye tests we had, like we were talking about before, for what should earn you fantasy points. Getting a hook, a hook into a good old left click is going to earn you a ton of damage. And that right click also expands damage out in a pellet formation, which will also be earning you a limbs just like a diva would. So, I mean, yep. maybe not as consistent, but you're still going to have higher peaks. So, awesome to see Sansam scoring so, so well. It's also um, worth noting that, like, obviously the Justice have turned it on this stage. Oh, yeah. Um, and part of that, you know, besides the fact that DPS is doing work, is that, like, we're noticing with flex tanks now that they're no longer playing that, like, kind of uh, babysitter role that they were in GOATS where they have to, like, stay in there and just mm-hmm. focus on, you know, keeping their healers up and, like, making sure everything's in a nice tight formation. But now, like, they can play that Roadhog and go out and get hooks and kills, you know? Yeah. So that's that's nice that... uh that's nice that like especially for a player like Sansom, they can have a bit of a resurgence after they were left on waiver wires pretty much yeah. the whole year. And we we talked about this last week. Like players who were on a really bad team, their tryouts have began at the start of this stage. Yep. Like if you want to be an Overwatch League player still, you got to show it right now, or else you are being thrown to the wolves that is contenders. And you're gonna hope yep. you have a second chance if you want to still be a professional overwatch league player i'm like, suspecting we're gonna get a lot of retirement tweets uh after <laughs> this season which makes me sad but i i think it's the reality yeah uh, but we have a lot of really good talent that's hungry to come up into the league and i think some of the new pickups this year really proved it so i'm 
I'm excited for the future of the league. Don't take that as heebie-jeebie going like, man, league's screwed. Uh, don't yeah. worry about unfortunately, that. Uh, fortunately for our second our second tank leader, uh, this guy actually staved off somebody coming for his job. So yeah. Rhea, for a few weeks, we, we kept seeing him get subbed out for Sazen. Or, uh, I'm not really sure. I think Sazen. I believe it's Sazen. Um. So he was losing maps here and there to Sazen, and uh, because they would they would bring him on to play the Roadhog, while mm -hmm. Rio was more of a Diva specialist, and he was kind of like an above average Diva in the past few stages, you know. So he's definitely rostered everywhere, um, but it was nice to see him come out, and he had the second uh, best score and the second best combined score uh, this week amongst tanks with uh, 165 in best, 271 in combined, mm -hmm. and amongst um, tanks. And in the best stat, he was also the second best overall. Oh, wow. Yeah. Only so, in best. In combined, he was a little bit lower. But So, yeah, that's just great to see. It's also just nice to see the spark getting back into it. Mm -hmm. Like, they really stormed through this past week and kind of got their got their place in the playoffs a little more secure. Um, so, yeah, that's nice to see, especially, you know, when you're worried about people losing their jobs. By the mm -hmm. end of the season, you know, Rhea's solidified his role and uh, has proven that, you know, if you can get him at a discount in daily, go after it. If you want, if you're considering starting him in uh, high noon, you should probably do it. That's true. All right, that brings us to our support category. Another Hangzhou Spark player, uh, not fighting for their job, but definitely fighting for their team to be, I guess, respected going into the postseason. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of teams, uh, New York and Spark in particular, have been getting a lot of hate, uh, saying that they're not competitive competitive enough in this meta to really function in in the postseason. Uh, Spark this week showed that they can still contend at least. Played some weaker teams, but hopefully uh, this is a good sign, sign to come. But Bebe, uh, the flex support for Hangzhou Spark, scored 273.80 in combined. That's first overall in support category. And 154.33, that is second overall in the support category. I believe Shaz was the number one scorer, uh, but he only played one game. So I decided to uh, shine the spotlight a little bit more on Bebe because we don't see him here as much. But, I mean, what what else can we say? This Spark did really well. Weak opponents, but competitive-ish games and uh, really just showed their strength. So, yeah. Yep. No, that's spot on. And it's just nice for Bebe. Like, any time we can give this guy some shine, I'm happy to do it because mm -hmm. he's really been having huge performances all year for them, even though he was also losing playtime here and there. Um, he's he's still just managed to pop off, and that's good to see. Would you say uh, this season is really like, like the best rookies have seemed like they're on flex support? Like we had uh, Twilight, Violet, Bebe, like these he, new incredible flex supports to the league. I don't know; it's made it a lot more. Yeah, no, I that think. that has been pretty noticeable actually. Mm -hmm. Um, like obviously the top flex supports from last year are still studs, you know. Yes, for um, sure. But, like, last year, while it felt like, you know, Jonak was in his own tier, and mm -hmm. then Shaz was in the tier, right? But Shaz, well, Shaz and, and Bedosin, kind of I feel that, like. like. Yeah, Shaz, Bedosin, and uh, Boombox were all, like, right there with him, mm -hmm. but not quite in that tier. This year, it feels a lot more wide open, and, you know, yeah. we're seeing, like, obviously, Shaz has been dominant all year, but, like, Bebe. Shu. Uh, we got, like, some Yeah, Shu, like, even Luffy here and there. Like, we've mm -hmm. seen some really quality oh yeah violet of course like we've just seen a lot of really nice Iziaki, who's now benched yeah, but but also after, him after i guess that. yeah yeah so um, I, yeah it's interesting it's cool that then, the yes. mvp category from last year has now become like 
I don't know. Maybe the idol of a lot of these like these players are like, oh yeah, yeah? oh yeah, exactly. you're the MVP. <laughs> okay, um, so that's been pretty cool. But I cut you off. Please talk about our second support player to highlight the leader. Section. Yeah, no, and, and you mentioned his name. He was a stud last season, and he's still a stud now. And that's Bedoshin of Spitfire. You know, he put up 142.9, which was um, third third highest and best. And uh, you know, the Spitfire in a really bad spot. They look mm -hmm. very shaky, but Bedoshin looks great. So. Yeah. I'll, you know, we got to give him his props. Right, exactly. Credit where credit is due, so uh, great work for Dosen. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of all these great players, you can't have just one face side of a coin. We have to have the tail, and so we must talk about our feeders for the week. Um, I'm going to talk about the support category, and then you can jab another category. Uh, these are two players that have only played one game, so we don't have a combined stat for them, but man oh man was their one game poor. Uh, that is Chu <laughs> of the Guangzhou Charge and Violet of the San Francisco Shock. Uh, we just talked about these guys in a great light, but man, this week was not a good showcase for them. Uh, I wouldn't exactly say it was their fault. I would say it was their uh, pylons that they faced. I mean opponents that they had to go up against on stage. Um, man, oh man, Shu got 44.56 in a best game. That's a flex support getting that. That's half. Half of like a main support average stat. Yep. Like that is abysmal. And I pretty coffin shoes not losing time to anybody i i could nope. go back and check those numbers but not. i don't think he's uh, is so that's just that's terrifying uh and then violet got 86.34 so i'll give you double the points that shoe got <laughs> but but still we're expecting 140 at minimum from a player like violet like he is you know, on your lineup all the time immediate start and, and when something like that's happening it's Ooh, it's scary, especially because Violet, it does not lose his position to anybody, unlike a yeah. lot of the Shock players. But Moth and Violet are go-ahead starts for them, so very unfortunate yeah. with such a low-scoring week for Violet. But I think this next week will not be the case. But we can talk about that some more it later proves, on. Uh, it definitely proves, like, the kind of, you know, the guiding, the guiding principles of fantasy, which are, you know, you want people who are going to play a lot and score a lot of points and mm -hmm. get a lot of stuff done. And it's hard to get a lot of punches in when you knock somebody out super yeah, quickly. Yeah, exactly. You know, and uh, glass, they, each, they, each, they each went 4-0 four, four this week, so they didn't have a chance to pile up points because their team was just getting rid of the other team very quickly. Mm -hmm. um, and then we saw a similar thing from uh, from our tank feeders, you know. So uh, our, our two tank feeders were Envy and Spree, and, um, you know, once again, oh, this was actually a little bit different though, because mm -hmm. while Violet and Shu each just dominated their games, <laughs> the dragons kind of went the other side and got dominated, you know. Yes. So the dragons lost 3 1 against the dynasty, and then they lost 3 1 against the eternal, which mm -hmm. in what was probably a surprise to a lot of people, yeah. Um, and so you know, you if you bet. On the winning team, you have to be careful because they might win too quickly. If you bet on the if you bet on the losing team, or in this case, who you think is going to win, and they end up losing pretty badly, then that's going to show up on the scoreboard mm -hmm. for you. Yes. And uh, the spree thing is honestly more surprising than envy because they yeah. went to five maps. Mm -hmm. So usually, and if cool you get somebody, didn't play. I checked. Cool yeah, sat pretty, the bench. Honestly, I think this is a case where, like, you know. It, as always, you know, the eye test matters, knowing if a player is good or not, not just based on their stats, not based on how the game is going to go. It really mm -hmm. matters. And you can, when you watch Spree, you can tell that the guy's not being effective. Um, and it's just, it showed up this week on the scoreboard. You know, mm -hmm. Spree put up 
nine points, which is, you know, just about what Violet put up, and Violet played one whole map less than him. Yeah. You know, so that just that's not a great sign. Um, no. And uh, yeah, Envy scored a bit better, but uh, he put up one thirty nine point six in uh, one game and seventy four point six in the other. But like that kind of range is not what you're hoping for from a uh, from a flex tank, especially looking at how well Sansom and Rhea scored. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So un unfortunate from those teams, but a DPS section again. We have a charge player here who just beat his opponents too soundly, mm -hmm. uh, and, and that would be Happy. Only playing one game, but got sixty-one point eight one points. Um, yeah, Happy doesn't Happy doesn't <laughs> leave the stage. Happy does not leave the stage. He is a charge through and through player. Uh, Nero or Eileen might rotate a little bit uh, if you want to get maybe. It's kind of depending if you're playing Sombra or the May Doomfist or. Sombra Doofist or like a May Junkrat somewhere in there. But um man, Happy should not be scoring that little of points. So really unfortunate, but hey, it's what it is. So only score six point but the second player I want to talk about is Zachary. <laughs> uh Zachary, my guy. Well, he's not my guy. I've actually never liked him all that much. Uh only scored 128.57 in combined. Now remember that number. Because his best game was 96.81, meaning that his Yikes. second game was roughly 30 to 40 points, like under 40 points. That is incredibly low, um, especially for a guy that I don't believe is getting subbed out. Uh, so, no, He's their only yeah. projectile player because they got rid of Rascal. Mm -hmm. Very alarming. Um, unfortunate. Dallas is bad. Um, I'm sorry to say it. I mean, I wish <laughs> I wish they were better. I really do. I hope they make a ton of changes. I just hope they get good because, man, they're hosting five homestands, and oh, their man. fans are wild and awesome, and I want those fans to have a good show. Uh, so, I mean, hope they do good. I remember on the flagship show, uh, they were talking about me specifically, and they're like, yeah, heebie-jeebie kind of cheers for this team. And he's like, yeah, but he also says good things about that team. And they're like, yeah, but I just think that's because he's nice, not because he wants to cheer <laughs> on that team. And, I mean, that's somewhat true. Like, I just want fans to have a good show when they go to games. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, presentation can only get you so far. Two Bud Light Reinhardts racing can only get you so far. So <laughs> I, uh, I hope that that makes some more competitive games going on in the future. So that is probably the last we're ever going to talk about HighNoon.gg uh, in terms of their statistics and stats. Oh, that's not true. We have one more week. Never mind. Uh, last second to last time. Duh, ignore what I just said. So, we're gonna jump into uh, fantasyable.com statistics, and we're gonna talk about the foul play Friday. Still don't have a drop for that. Maybe one day. Uh, the player that won was certainly not me. Uh, Teo did better than I did, but still not great. Uh, we did not win on the Friday, but however, Jake Hoogie sure did with a grand total of 1178 points, 0.91. Uh, really awesome game. Now, <laughs> I need to look up his team name because it was actually really funny. Uh, uh, hold on, let me... Yeah, it should be pretty easy for me to find because I was number two on Friday. Oh, so man, I, shouldn't I was have, right there with him. I should not have thrown you <laughs> under the bus like that. I <laughs> Okay, his teammate was GLA versus HZS, map five, please, <laughs> uh, with many E's. And, well, his wish 
certainly came true. And the reason he named that team, if you haven't guessed it yet, is that he only played Gladiators and Spark players, and man, <laughs> oh man, did it pay off. So congratulations on your bold and wild strategy, Jake. Uh, he played Surefor, who netted him 135.82 points. Pretty good. Uh, Adora with 179.04 points, extremely good. Void, yep. 155.30, very good. Gushue with 189.69 points. Ah, uh, riddle me this, how is the main tank scoring almost 200 points when Void and off tanks only scoring 155? I'm hurt and I feel personally attacked by it. Uh, <laughs> Shaz got 170.91 points and IDK got 153.01. IDK, I'm pretty confident, is their main support and got 150 points. So that was probably yep. one of the players he had to buy down for, kind of run out of points near the end. But man, oh man, did this pay off an extremely good game. Uh, bet everything he had, and by that I mean 100 points to spend on players, uh, <laughs> bet it all on one game, and it paid off. So well done at reading the future, Jake Hoogie, and seeing uh, seeing that future play out. So congrats on your huge win. I'm really excited for you. Yeah, and it's also a great learning moment for people just to know that like you don't have to stick to flex tanks and main supports if you can mm -hmm. get some high-quality players and then round out your team with main tanks and main supports that are going to play in a long game. Yeah, then uh, it can really pay off for you. It's if true. that game went to four maps instead of five, though, I don't think it would have paid off. But no, yeah, he, he got very right. I want to say lucky, but I mean that's skill. That's in fantasy. Maybe, we have to call that skill. Maybe he heard us say that that was going to be a five mapper last week. You know, I like to maybe, think maybe, that everybody. Maybe, yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure you heard <laughs> pretty it. Confident, yeah, for sure. Uh, so on Thursday, we have to give shout outs to everybody else in our leagues this week. So Thursday, Pacific Monkey, who I'm pretty sure is the Monkey Prince in our discord but i'm not quite sure uh pacific mm -hmm. monkey won on thursday congrats saturday nj 2005 won that one and on sunday <laughs> our very own teoyama took the cake on sunday performing very oh, yeah. well all around the globe i hear i hear there's another uh fantasy podcast i think they, they try yeah, to I attempt a, have, a fantasy uh, you know, podcast just, yeah just pop popped into the overwatch league mm -hmm. by the numbers podcast league you know yeah. where they have a they have a jersey up for grabs and i figured you know my closet it feels nice i like my closet right now but i could use another jersey in there you know and right now i'm actually trying to figure out which jersey i need like i'm not sure exactly what the options are going to be uh but uh, I'm I'm leaning towards one of the Atlanta Rain ones, one of those nice Ooh, peachy jerseys. Nice, I Feel love like it. Be a good luck, you know. <laughs> well, just wait to to congratulate one of my players for bringing bringing the victory home. That's true. Uh, and I mean, <laughs> Teoyama is too um, sarcastic or maybe humble to say it, but when he says stepped in, he means stepping on the heads of every podcast host <laughs> in Overwatch by the numbers uh, and conquering all that is the content creation scene in terms of fantasy. So. Awesome work you're doing. You're doing the foul play work out there. Good to hear. Uh, Thank you. It was, it was in your honor and it was in A Smith's honor. Right. I said, I'm going to put foul play on my back this sure. week. I'm going to say I, I probably also entered that league, and we're not talking about me, so I'm going <laughs> to say that. Uh, but that's enough talking about last week. That is that is 2000 late. We're going to need to be talking about 2008. I mean now. Uh, this is yep. a bad analogy, but. We got a short week this week, which means we got a bunch of teams not playing. So get them out of here. Your fantasy roster, dissolve it. Rebuild it like the Lego fun you used to have as a child. And take out this team's none of these bricks. No London Spitfire. No Guangzhou Charge. 
no Florida Mayhem, no Philadelphia Fusion, no Washington Justice, no Toronto Defiant, no Houston Outlaws, no Paris Eternal, no Chengdu Hunters, no Seoul Dynasty. If you're not watching the video, you really did yourself a disservice. I mimed extremely well. But these are the teams (laughs) that are playing. The New York Excelsior is going to be playing the Boston Uprising and the Vancouver Titans. All right. Uh, Boston (laughs) Uprising are going to be playing, like I just said, the Excelsior, and they're also playing the Atlanta Reign. Los Angeles Valiant will be playing the Gladiators and the Shock. The Gladiators are playing the Valiant. Shanghai Dragons are only playing the Hangzhou Spark, and the Hangzhou Spark are only playing the Shanghai Dragons. Dallas Fuel is playing Atlanta Rain. Uh, The San Francisco Shock is playing the Vancouver Titans and the LA Valiant. Vancouver Titans are playing the San Francisco Shock and the New York Excelsior. And the Atlanta Rain are playing the two most potentially important games of their regular season. Mm, Not as important, I guess, but could be pretty influential in their postseason hopes, are playing the Dallas Fuel and the Boston Uprising. Wow, oh wow, do we only have one oof and or uh-oh that we're going to talk <laughs> about. But before we do that, let's talk about the potential map fives, those fantasy gold mines. Teoyama, give me a game. What do you think is going to score well this week? we got some good um, games, but what's going right. to score well? Do, do you want to take uh, You want to take your, your your favorite team's game? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so I'll take... I'll take uh, the, the the heavyweight championship between the shock and the titans okay. um the shock look unbeatable right now but everybody knows that the titans are nasty even if they've looked weird this stage mm-hmm. um they still have it in them to go to five maps they still have it in them to beat the shock even though it seems improbable mm-hmm. um so i think that's kind of like the the highlight you know monday night football Absolutely. shining game shining game of the mm-hmm. week even if it's even if it ends up not being the most competitive, it it ha- and it doesn't have a lot on the line in terms of playoff implications. It's a game that everybody's looking forward to, and these teams, you know, they have um, they've played each other in the past. They've done work against each other in the past, and it'll be exciting to see if the Titans can, you know, kind of turn it around one last time in the mm-hmm. in the regular season. Yeah, I'm I'm super excited for that game, the best in the West Championship. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be really fun to watch. I mean. Blevins and Deathblow talked about it on the flagship show. Like, this is probably our best rivalry in the Overwatch League because it grew organically. Like, we don't have... Yeah. Like, yeah, there's city-based rivalries and stuff, and they're fun. Like, I mean, I'm going to talk about one in a second that I think's awesome. But, mm-hmm. I mean, Shock Titans has been just this natural rivalry that, like, exists even between the players a little bit, it seems like, if you want to believe the comm checks. Uh, but it just, like, it also is just so fun to watch and... I'm excited that we have one now. Like, now next season we can be like, man, I can't wait till Shock Titans go up against each other. This is going to be a great game. So, very excited about that. I want to talk about another potential map 5, and that is my very own Los Angeles Gladiators versus uh, the Trash Hat team, the Los Angeles Valiant. Valiant are looking better, uh, other than my disses, and this is the game that they need to win. They can also have the option of beating Shock later in the week, but I do not think that's a possibility. Um, I hope it's not a possibility, but this is the game they're <laughs> going to have to do it. Element Gladiators, I love them. They are a good team, but they are not what you call a clutch team. <laughs> and so <laughs> I worry about that, and because I worry, that means it could be really good for fantasy points. Uh, Valiant players have been this fantasy enigma all here in terms of their scoring potential, and Gladiators, it's been a little bit easier to see with your own eye test, but it 
it is true that gladiators also score extremely well in fantasy points. So I like to believe when two trains hit each other, it creates a bigger train. Uh, and that's not true, but in terms of a fantasy analogy, you're going to get a lot of points for playing these players. Forget my analogies. Tell you, tell me about another potential map five. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's pretty spot on. Both pretty big trains, mm-hmm. inconsistent trains. If they hit each other, bigger, more inconsistent train. Yep, two hopefully trains it goes, equal hopefully one Hopefully it train. goes to five. That's probably the, the most exciting, uh, you know, outside of the heavyweight match. That's the uh, that's that welterweight that everybody's hyped for and uh, playoff implications run abound. Um, mm-hmm. So the... Uh, I'll take a I'll take mine uh, my dark horse for a five mapper, and that's the dragons versus the spark. The uh, the titans you know took a step down this stage. The dragons took a few steps down to say mm-hmm. the least. Yeah. Um, they have not really looked comfortable. Like you think going into this stage, there's going to be more widowmaker. DM's going to pop off. Yeah, DM the- probably costs like eight points on daily fantasy he's because he's, he's not playing low. he's not playing any maps for some reason um but while that would make you think that this should be a stomp in favor of the spark because the spark have looked good recently i i'm i'm tempted to think that the spark aren't quite as good as they've shown and the dragons aren't quite as bad as they've shown mm-hmm. so I think kind of this this is going to be a game where both teams kind of return back to the norm a little bit, um, and we see that you know that regress that regression back to the norm. And I think it'll be a competitive game where the dragons trying to you know whip themselves into shape a little bit ahead of the playoffs, and the spark try to continue cementing their playoff spot. Yeah, I mean I, I'd love to see it. I have a little bit less faith than you do. Uh, also, DM is <laughs> thirteen points. I just checked. Um, oh, okay. I have a little bit less faith. I feel like this will be a little bit of a bottom feeder people don't care that much probably practicing next patch kind of game um mm-hmm. that i'm worried won't end up won't result in good fantasy points but uh i guess we'll see uh going into next week another one we put on here was excelsior versus titans this is easily the least confident i've been in a potential map five in a long time i want this to be good one this is one that we haven't got to see in regular season yet uh, one that we've been looking forward to for so, so long. But Excelsior are looking really rough. Teoyama is desperate to believe it's because oh, next man. patch practice has already been in place. But yeah. Titans aren't looking the top of their form either. So this could equal map five. I think, man, I don't think. I think it's a 3-1 Titans win. But who knows? Maybe that Maybe that King or Assault map is going to go to six. <laughs> going to go to six, eight or something. So yeah, we'll, that'd be great we'll, to we'll see. We'll have to see. There's there's a uh, there's a broken heart in me somewhere that's telling me that uh, the Uprising Excelsior match has a higher chance of going to five. But I'm telling <laughs> that heart, no. They're focusing on Sigma. They've been practicing Sigma, and it's all going to be great. Is there a Boston versus Excelsior match this week? Uh, did I make that up? Uh, I thought they no, you're, the... you did. You are correct. Uh, so yep. I'm going to add another potential. Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> my two uh-ohs of the week are Boston versus Atlanta. Uh, guys, Boston is looking like easily one of the worst teams in the league right now. And Atlanta needs every win they can get, despite yep. coach tweets about practicing next patch, which I actually think is probably the better call. But, man, oh, man, I don't think Boston, if they played this patch for another month, they could beat this team. So I think that Boston loses to Atlanta here in a major way and i guess also that boston loses to new york for the same reasons i, I don't know yeah i don't have more reasons 
All right. So insane. Mm-hmm. Boston is so so weird, dude. It's true. You get rid of get rid of your main tank. He goes somewhere else, does well. You get a new flex tank. Get rid of your old flex tank. Get a new flex tank. Bench yeah. that flex tank. Move your DPS to flex tank. Boston is a mess. Boston is a market, and it's a crime, a criminal crime. They're not sponsored by that restaurant. <laughs> um, but it is the Boston free market, and it's what they do. So let's talk about sleepers. Let's build our let's build our terrible but cheap roster for next week, yep. shall we? Okay. <laughs> so support sleepers last week. Teo did better than I did by technicality because I got a big old <laughs> goose egg along the line. I chose Harry Hook, who was worth 13 points. Unco was back. Uh, not playing well, but he was back, and so he took all of Harry Hook's maps from me. So no points for him. Persia, however, you got for ten points, and Persia did extremely well this week, getting uh two forty four point ten and combined one thirty six point five two in best. By the way, we're taking these scores from HighNoon.gg just because we couldn't find them in the foul play thing, but that's our fault. That's, My apologies. That's just for uh, Persia, though. That's just for Persia. I, we I, have... I got some scores for the uh, for okay, the cool. others just okay, from cool. looking at people's teams and uh, yes. <laughs> in, yeah. in fantasy. Cool. Help. Yeah. So by the way, I just want to say it's my fault, not a fault of the website. Uh, Those my my apologies. But anyway, Persia scored really well. My sleeper for this upcoming week that I would consider putting on a team. I will put it on my sleeper team. Uh, and that's going to be Moth, the main support for the San Francisco Shock. Only cost 13, so he's at the upper limit of our uh, cost analysis for the sleeper section. But, however, IDK showed that your supports can play extremely well when they hit map 5. And I want to believe, I'm desperate to believe in the Vancouver versus Shock uh rivalry and i want that game to go to five so bad it's a game i've been looking forward to for a long time uh super excited to see it so let's put moth and let's see if he can net up some good points yeah and um mine i'm not i'm not as excited about i'm going with persia again because flex supports score well he only costs 10 points and uh if boston is going to continue being silly and can continue having aim god on the bench then Whatever. I'm just gonna I'm gonna follow along and I'm gonna I'm gonna take that that those cheap points from Persia. Will mm-hmm. I have him in my lineups? Probably not. But yeah. uh, he, if I need to, I will. If I'm in a if I'm in a pinch and I have this great lineup with only ten points left, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll put Persia in there in hopes that Boston continues to be silly and plays plays him over Aim God. Pretty good hope. Um, we haven't seen Aim God in a long while, but I guess yeah. we'll I guess we'll and see. And who knows why. But, yeah, uh, exactly. And then I also wanted to toss in an honorable mention. So we capped this at 13 points because mm-hmm. uh, that's pretty bottom of the barrel. Really nice, you know, bargain bargain bin stuff there. Mm-hmm. But uh, Luffy on the Shanghai Dragons only cost 14. And if that game is actually competitive between the Dragons and the Spark and he gets all the minutes, then uh, he yeah. can put up a ton of points. Like that's a great deal. And I'm definitely going to have him on some teams for that day. Yeah, uh, I'm less confident again, but you're also the one that won two different leagues on Sunday. So uh, hats off to you, sir. I I agree with the pick. So tank sleepers this week. Last week, you picked Pakpo, who was a main tank, was uh, only 13 points and got yep. you 134.8 and 152.5 on two different days. I chose Gamzu. Uh, Dragons couldn't look like they couldn't breathe on land this last week yep. uh got 84.7 week uh points this week i mean 
that's that's not even technically horrendous for a main tank, but man, it's not good. So Gamzu really fed. Unfortunate, but Teo, that means you get to pick first this week. Uh, what are you doing? I'm going uh, Pockpo again. I think uh, there's gotta be a rule against this somewhere in the foul play line. You is can't there, is there a rule against it? Yeah, I, I've been waiting for him to up the score, uh, up the cost of these guys, but they haven't been upped. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, if there is a rule, I'm happy to change. I'm happy to uh, alter. I do have some other options actually. No, nah, it's fine. So um, I could throw somebody else in there, but uh, I think from the way that Pockpo has been playing, like he's he's a very aggressive main tank, mm -hmm. and I think that that helps on the points on the points uh in the points regard you know so cool. uh i'm happy to go with him again he only cost 13 he put up you know an above average week last week and if you can get that for only 13 then you're pretty set awesome cool good pick yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan uh okay mine is a little bit spicier get out the whole rack we're gonna need time <laughs> we're gonna need oregano I am choosing a five-point player, which is, I believe, the lowest amount of points you can get. Uh, his name is Mickey, and he is technically a tank player, and he is a bench sitter, a content creator for the Dallas Fuel, but he is so fine, and I believe that Mickey is going to see playing time this week. I think Dallas has thrown in the towel, and Dallas is known as a team who likes to appease their fan base. And if it's the final game of the season, this could be the seniors' night for Dallas Fuel, okay? This is, this is let's play everybody who's probably not going to be in our team next year. I'm seeing Taimu, Harry Hook, I'm seeing Mickey on stage, and I think Mickey's going to pop off, going to have a 300-week uh, let's go, Mickey. Five points. Put him on all your teams. I'm hype. I'm hype. He got I'm some hype. play time last week. This is That's where true. he takes it to the next level. That's true. It gives me one ounce of credibility for this terrible, terrible sleeper pick <laughs> I just made. So, yes. Thank you. <laughs> all right. For our DPS sleepers, last week you chose AKM, who was 13 points. Uh, got you 100.9. I chose Young Long, who was only 11 points. So, keep that in mind. Uh, but only scored 88.2, so we did see some playtime, but not enough to make my sleeper pick worthy of seeing your roster lineups. Unfortunate. I'm hoping to change that this week. Teo, who are you choosing for this week? Um, I'm not. I'm not happy about this. I, I think the DPS under 13 or under 14 um, are really, really rough this week. Yeah. Um, you're pretty much banking on if you if you want to get a talented player, then you're banking on them getting subbed in over a more talented player you uh -huh. know somebody on the titans or something like that um or somebody on the excelsior but uh i chose a guy who's gonna get minutes and that's color heck from the uprising he only cost 13 this week um there is a world in which things turn around and boston looks at this new york rivalry with fresh eyes <laughs> and boom color hex pops off do i think that world is likely no i think it's more likely that you need to pay up for your dps this week and pay down for your uh yeah. sleepers and uh, for your supports and tanks but mm -hmm. yeah color x for 13 i'm okay. taking it all right i see your boston uprising player i see that choice and i raise you <laughs> one boston uprising tank i mean he's technically a dps player blase uh he's only 12 points and if any if we're gonna see any rise in certain play that's going to be your off tanks scoring a little bit better. And he's the one playing that diva roadhog role for <laughs> Lord knows what reason. <laughs> um, but I'm hoping that it results in a decent amount of points. I think Boston could technically make this New York match competitive. 
I'm not confident in it, but if he's only a 12-point player and he's mixed rolled, sometimes that can net you in a few extra points. So I'm choosing Blase because uh, it seems like Stellar is their go-to player uh, in their other DPS slot beside Color Hex. So let's go Blase for 12 points. Yeah, I could dig it. Um, I think, you know, yeah, we're all in on Boston because they cost nothing. They cost nothing because hey, if you got, you got to fill out your roster nothing. somehow. Yep. That's true. You got to do what you got to do when you're building from under 13. So <laughs> thank you so much, everybody, for listening to another episode of Foul Play. Remember, we still have one more uh, for sure locked in episode. We may have a bit more extra content for you at the end. But guys, we are headed into the off season. We're heading to the end of the year. So now is the time. If you want to tell us what you want from the show, do you want more what do you want to see different? Do you have an idea for a segment? Literally anything. We want to hear your feedback. So let us know in the Discord channel under in that fantasy league information is probably the best way to get us at Teoyama or Hibijibi in any of those Discord channels. You could find us. We're on Twitter at HNP underscore foul play. Uh, tweet at us if you want to talk to us about anything fantasy related. Uh, and we'll let you know what's going to be happening for our end of season stuff. But that's enough of me rambling. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> I have been Heebie That has been Teoyama. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Play Boston. Play Boston. <laughs>